now tapping into a God for the People podcast. I'm your podcast pastor. Let the church say amen. Let's go. You are now tuning in to a God for the People podcast, a podcast providing truth unapologetically for a greater perspective to help a generation. That's right. I'm your man, your podcast pastor, Mr. Justin McLean, and we're back for another episode. This is episode six, episode six, episode six. I want to just say thank you. If you've been tuning in, if this is your first time checking out the content here on Hope Culture Media, man, keep checking us out. Tell everybody you know. This on this platform and on this podcast, we're dealing with ideologies, concepts, ideas that we want to help answer to help you build and better mature your faith in who we've placed our trust in and found in in Jesus Christ. All right. So here, episode six, title of this episode is In Christ and Christ Alone. I'm going to say that with a little something on my chest there. I said, In Christ and in Christ alone. We're changing and recreating a lot of things in our world, right? Every avenue of culture is being redefined. One of the most polarizing is the gender conversation. It's it's a long dialogue about male, female, what is, what isn't. And I'm not here to have that discussion because I don't think there's a discussion to be had. <laughs> uh, that conversation is is polarizing. It's it's making us question everything that's a part of our world. It's also made its way into the idea of what, what is the family? What is the nuclear family? What does that look like in today's culture, in our world today? And if it's making its way into gender conversations, into the nuclear family conversation, if it's making its way into all of these different avenues and structures, that is now being redefined as constructs or things that can be changed because we are evolving, then you only know it's only a matter of time before it comes down the boulevard of the faith conversation. It was only a matter of time before the church had to come to the table to talk about this nuance of things that can be changed. Now, with all those different ideologies and those aforementioned things, it also makes this world into our our faith context, that there are many avenues to find salvation, to find morality, to find rightness, to find the next part of our spiritual domain. There's many ways, and we're, we're coming to a place where it's giving off different streams that whatever floats your boat, whatever makes you feel good, you lock in right there. And you can satisfy whatever itch there is that you need to scratch as far as faith is concerned. Whatever it is that you don't like, you can cut that out. Whatever it is you do like, you can highlight it and you can augment it more or you can diminish certain things. Many of us are are trusting in things. You may be here because you are a believer in Jesus Christ. You may be here because you aren't. Or maybe you've created some type of a la carte faith. But again, we want to give you truth unapologetically to give you a greater perspective. And that perspective is that it's in Christ and Christ alone. Christ and Christ alone. Listen, I know we have a community that says the Kemet, the Egyptology idea of spirituality works. It appeals to our our blackness. 
that there's this divine sense of God on the inside and there's this beautiful story found in the Egyptian uh, uh, history that teaches us about a faith that's greater than the faith we find in Jesus Christ. Actually, it's a it's the real faith. It's that the faith that found in Jesus is a copy of Egyptology and Horus and all of these people that Kemet, this, this idea of spirituality uh, is really the real faith of those that may look like you and me. Maybe you don't fall in that sector. We also have the Muslim faith that finds its origin in the Arabian Peninsula. It, it, it's, it's this faith that takes its faith into other parts in the world by force. Then the Nation of Islam, which is an offshoot of it, it uses some of its elements, it uses some of its ideals, but it too has concocted a source of its own. It's this Quran, this sense of morality that we do these things to kind of connect ourselves with God, to be made right with God. Then you have that infamous Hebrew Israelite, the, the cult, uh, the group that's developing because of a interpretation of the scriptures that the people of the book the scriptures are black people that the the tribes of Israel are black people of different uh denominations and different ethnic backgrounds that we must hold to old testament jewish Torah law holding customs. We must keep the ceremonial laws, keep the feast of booths, the feast of Passover. We must wear fringes. We must keep all 613 laws in the Old Testament to be made right with God. And that if you're not doing that, then you actually are not going to be saved or be redeemed because those laws are for our people, for us to regain the land. Maybe none of those groups really, really, you looking at me like, podcast pastor, that ain't me. You might fall into that syncretist society, that gumbo of sorts of faith where I pull a little bit of this, I pull a little bit of that, and I and I make this new concoction. Maybe I'm worshiping God, not of the Bible, but this, this general sense of a higher power, and I'm into the zodiac. I, I know the calendar. I know what sign. Oh, I know you act like that. Oh, you a Taurus. Oh, you, you this, you that. Or, or maybe it's I'm worshiping this higher power, the creator, the, the, the earth itself. And, and I worship my ancestors. I'm praying to them or, or, or I'm learning from my ancestors past because that's my level of spirituality. Or that I'm, I'm going through my house and I'm saging and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm working off putting out good energy. I'm not here to, Make fun of you. I'm not here to talk down to you, but I am here to declare and tell you that if you listen in to God for the people, powered by Hope Culture Media, you got to know this. It's in Christ and Christ alone. That there is no other way. There are all these other paths and ideas and concepts, but it's, it's simple. It's, it's, it's so much in my head that I could make. I'm a creative human being. I can flip this, flip that. But yet and still, it leads us to a dead end because all of those things, all of those ideas is our attempt to go to God. It's, it's our works of our hands and of our minds and of our flesh to get ourselves to God. But in Christ and Christ alone is this beautiful picture, this irony that God comes to people. 
when Mary is told that she's going to birth Jesus, that you will bring forth Emmanuel, that, that name says God with us, that Jesus leaves his heavenly home and throne to come dwell with us, that if we put our trust in him, then the works of our hands will actually be work that's not in vain. That the stuff that you do, the creativity that God has blessed you with will not be used to create monuments of nothingness, but that you would actually use your hands to be used by God to show people, to direct people and point people to the road that is the road that gives us grace. It's the road that leads us to true faith. It's the road that leads us to an eternity with the blessed Savior. But you got to remember, it's in Christ and Christ alone. Some of us have just made God a concept to platform our idea of what we can do so that we can shape and reshape our faith to fit what we want. But I don't care how many times you get caught up asking who, uh, what tribe are you from? I don't, I don't care if they ask you, uh, you know, hey, you should look at the nation of Islam. Hey, I don't care if they tell you that our real faith is found in the motherland in Egypt. I don't care if they tell you, um, that man, you, you don't need all of that. You just need to know who God is for yourself. Knowing God for yourself understands that he says in the New Testament that no one comes to the Father except by the Son. I told you it's in Christ and Christ alone. I'm saying that with my chest. It's in Christ and Christ alone. Because all of those things that we try to do, we're always refreshing. We're always trying to find something else to add to the pot to make it better. It's always, let me add another ingredient. Let me add a little bit more salt. Let me add a little bit more pepper. Let me add some more bouillon. Let me, oh, see, I ain't know I got down. I don't be cooking for real. <laughs> but it's this, it's this idea that we keep stirring this pot to make this concoction, but it never fills us. It never, it's always missing something. It's like that meal. It's like, man, I just, I need something else. But I don't want you to think I'm on here trying to bash folk. No, whatever faith journey that you on, I want to tell you that once you get to the dead end, you can bring this content back up and the things that we're going to talk about in the scriptures by the grace of God will lead you to the truth, to understanding that the work you're doing with your hands is in vain, that all of it is just, it's for naught. You spending your time spinning wheels that's getting you to a destination of nowhere because it's always been in Christ and Christ alone. I, I know you don't believe me. Can't, you want to go to the scriptures? I know you do because that's what we do on this, on, on, on this platform. Go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Let's look at verses 1 through 3. This is Paul's letter to the church at Corinth that had so many different issues. A lot of things that he's trying to help them grow from and turn away from so that they can be used properly by God. But right here at 15, he's talking about the fact of who Jesus is and his resurrection. He says, now I make known to you, brothers and sisters, the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received in which you also stand. He's saying the gospel that I gave you, the, the good news. What is the good news? That Jesus 
came to earth, lived a life that we could not live to be the ultimate sacrifice, to die on Calvary's hill, to be buried and to be resurrected so that way we could be saved through the works of Christ by taking on the wrath of God and repaying the penalty of sin for something that we could not do. That if we place our faith in that, we can stand on it and be saved. That's what he says. The gospel that I preached to you, that you received, you received it, you believed it. That's what you're standing on. You're not standing on the works that you are from the Jewish community. You're not standing on the works that you're from the tribe of Gad. You're not standing on the fact that um, your black skin should make you closer to God because of your oppression or whatever you've been through. You're not standing on the fact that you make good decisions and that you're kind of good and, and you don't do things like kill people or steal. No, you standing on the fact that the gospel was preached and the gospel is that it is by Christ, it is by grace through faith and only that, that you are saved, that you can be redeemed. He says that not only that you stand, but that you are also saved. If you hold firmly to the word, which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I handed down to you as a first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to our scriptures. That's it, that Christ died for your sins. There are no works that you can do to satisfy the immorality and the brokenness that was on our lives as soon as we came into the earth. He's saying you stand on the fact that Jesus died according to the scriptures, the scriptures that were inspired by God. God himself breathed these scriptures out. And these scriptures tell us that it's by Christ that any other thing you stand on is faulty. Any other thing you stand on, the Egyptology, you stand on it is faulty. What are the records? What are the ancient records that prove that those things are true? What is, what is the, uh, the, the belief system that says that that's true? And why is it just true based on skin color? Where is the truth that the Quran is actually right? Why is it that we are working for salvation instead of working from salvation? Why is it that those things give you a list of things that you will never be able to completely do fully in this lifetime under this hope? No, my hope is not in what I'm doing. My hope is that the scripture said that Jesus died for our sins. Why would you stand on a Old Testament law that was really just a sign and a mirror to show you your brokenness? Why would you stand on customs that whether you keep them or not, it does not change your heart towards God? Why would you stand on an ideology that says this beautiful, faithful God only is willing to save people that have a skin color that was not even clearly defined as black in the Old Testament, as a, a, a nation to be described? Yeah, there were black people. Yeah, there were people that were in the African region, but this gospel is not solely for a sect of people. It is for all of those. The Bible tells us that we should go out and make disciples of all the nations, that the beautiful picture of the gospel is that it's unifying everybody from every corner of the world, white, black, whatever, that they have access, not because of anything we've done because of our hands, but in Christ and Christ alone, that Jesus died for our sins. I know, I know, I know we live in a world that appeals to our emotion. It appeals to our oppressed state that we've gone through. But the oppression that we find that Jesus freed us from is not only this physical thing that we all deal with in some shape, form, or fashion, but it's the oppression of sin. It's the oppression of brokenness that God says, I'm sending my son to free you from that so you can be in the right, right relationship with me. 
He didn't say, I'm sending my law to free you. The law didn't free us. The law only showed us how bad we were. He didn't send ceremonial customs to free us. He didn't send a certain way you wear your clothes to free you. He didn't send all of these other ways that we can raise up other idol gods and we can create our own system and our own way. We've already done enough trying to create our own way to God. We've done enough of that. It actually has caused us more pain than it has pleasure. Because every time you create something new and every time you create a new standard, you're recreating it to fit the mistakes that you've made. But if we trust in Christ and Christ alone, it gives us an access to God that we don't have to create these works. We now are learning how to work within a system of redemption through our faith found in Jesus. Oh, you don't believe me. I could tell. I could tell you about to send comments to Hope Culture Media. That's fine. We love you with the love of God and we're going to meet you right where you are. But go to Galatians. Go to Galatians 2 and 16. Because if it's if it's not in Christ, in Christ alone, Paul further writes here. He's writing to the to the Galatians, the church of Galatians. He says this. Nevertheless, knowing that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Christ. Watch this. And not by works of the law. Since by works of the law, no flesh will be justified. If you keep trusting in your own works, you can't stand justified because your works don't pay the debt that was built up because of sin. You ever been hanging out with your friend? My my my, my God, brother Derek. He he. That's my guy. Uh, I've been over at his house so many times from childhood to now. I mean, even now, I, I still be thinking we fifteen, and I just be trying to walk in his house. He's like, bro, I can't just be walking in my house like that. Man, I've been over his house. I brought my family over. Our kids hang out, and and, and he'll be like, hey, y'all want to eat? We need to eat something. And I'll be like, yeah, how much? You know, I'll put some money on it. Like what we order. He's like, man, your money not good here. Put put your wallet away. I got it. Don't worry about it. You know why? Because I have a relationship with my God brother that even if I tried to pull that money out, he's going to tell me, you good. I'm going to feed you. We all going to eat and have a good time. And that's what God is saying through the scriptures. Paul is saying this. He's saying, no works of your own have justified you. you. There's nothing you could do to be made right with God. It's because of the relationship of our faith in his son. That in Christ, in Christ alone, that the bill is paid, that the debt is paid, that when we show up, we don't have to worry about anything. But now the work that we do is to prove the truth found in Jesus. All of those things we built, we're just working ourselves in vain. We're spinning our wheels. We build in sandcastles that when the water comes in, it's just going to wash it away. So you can keep trusting in those things. You can keep thinking you're building something for a preferred future. But when you get to that dead end, you can still turn around and find Christ. Christ can still save you at that dead end. What I'm trying to get you to see is that you're wasting your time doing all that other stuff. Yeah, I'm saying it with my chest. Yeah, I'm saying it with my chest because I think we find ourselves at these dead ends and then we begin to doubt God because we thought we were finding God by building our own way to God. But you can't you can't find God through your own means. God came and found us. Jesus came to us. Remember, the good thing about the faith of the Bible, the the orthodox uh, faith is that it's not us trying to get to God. That's an impossible journey. It's God saying, I'm willing to come to you. 
And if I come to you and you trust in me, then I will take you. I will keep you. I will hold you. It's in Christ and Christ alone. I know what the world's trying to sell you. I know what the culture's saying, that this is an old book, that this is old news, that this is this is something of the past, that we have moved further, that the God that we talk about is not this actual God of the Bible. Yet those are lies, man. It's in Christ and Christ alone. Ephesians, Ephesians 2. Can I, can I go, can I go a step further? Can I go a step further? Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says this. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast. That's why all these different groups, they, 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 they entice you because they make you feel prideful about what you could do. That you have the ability, you're so smart, you're so intuitive, you're so intelligent that you could figure out a way how to create a system where you could walk with God. How? Paul says here in Ephesians, he says that no man can boast that it's not a result of your works. Because if you could do it, when these groups, when the Hebrew Israelites tell you about keeping the law, they're not telling you about God. They're telling you about how they have done this, how they have done, how they when these other groups come around, they tell you about their power, their ingenuity, their ability. But Paul says, you boasting in yourself, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a wasted flex. If I'm a flex, I'm a flex on Jesus. I don't, I, I don't need to boast on myself because I'm I'm weak, I'm broken. You catch me on the wrong day, you could nah, I ain't gonna say that. I'm saved. We saved, we saved. But what I'm trying to get you to see is that all of these other things that are being redefined, they're being redefined to point back to us, to see what we can do, to see, look how good I am. Look, look how I've kept the law. Look how I haven't made bad decisions. Look at how my life is. No, look at how my life is so you can see, man, where you are right now is not because you figured it out. It's because Jesus has kept us through his, through his power and his blood that he dripped on our behalf. That he let shed on our behalf. He said, for by grace, you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. I'd rather have a free gift of God that he will then teach me how to handle and how to hold and how to maneuver and how to work rather trying to gift myself. Right. I don't know anybody that gets joy in Christmas by buying gifts for themselves. If you if you one of them people, just just hold your peace. But there's truly something great about being able to give a gift to somebody and seeing them open it up and their joy and excitement of the thought that was taken to give them something. That's what God get, did for us. That's why I sing Christ and Christ alone, because that's the greatest gift that we could have, that we don't have to experience the wrath of God. It's crazy to think that we would try to build something else than just take a free gift that God says, I'm going to show you through the power of the Holy Spirit how to walk with this gift, how to honor it, how to live, even when you make mistakes, even when you go through suffering seasons, even when sin is on your tail, that this gift is not going anywhere. It's not going to be tarnished. So yeah, I'm, I'm saying it with my chest. I know y'all like, oh, he coming a little bit different. I'm coming a little bit different because God came different for us. He came different with a new plan. After the Old Testament, he said, I got something better. I, I actually use the Old Testament to set the stage for what's coming. This, this is, uh, the, the, the Old Testament is only pointing to what's revealed in the New Testament. All of those 
those laws. You're not keeping all them laws. You're not able to establish yourself. There's no divine aspect on the inside of you. There's no heritage found in your ancestors that's helping you. There's there's nothing found in trying to create another definition of God when the God of the Bible has already told you who he is. He's just, he's faithful, he's long-suffering, he's a gift giver, he's a creator. All of these things, and you still trying to, that's like me trying to make, my wife is from Louisiana. She's an amazing cook. Well, she her family's from Louisiana, but you know, she she Louisiana adjacent. She's from Houston, but you know what I'm saying. But she's an amazing cook. She comes from a, a family of people that really know how to get down in the kitchen. So, so if she knows how to make these meals, why would I continuously try to work it up myself when I could just look over and receive this gift from her. I could receive the actual real deal holy field of quality food instead of trying to make it my own so I can pump up my own chest and say, yeah, I look what I did. That's what we do when we refuse to trust Christ. It's just another sign that we want to pat ourselves on the back and say, look at how I was able to meet God instead of saying, look how God was gracious enough to come and meet me. So I know, I know, I know how you feel. Like I, I know we we, we want to talk about this is a the the Bible for white folks. This is a white man's religion. No, this is broken people's religion. Cause broken people can't fix themselves. They need somebody else on the outside. And I'm trying to tell you that the person that is that is responsible for your salvation, the 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 person is the triune God, and our faith is found in Christ and Christ alone. I'm saying that with my chest. You could feel how you want to feel. It is what it is, but there's there's safety and there's salvation and there's pr- protection in knowing that you ain't gotta you ain't gotta recreate the will. You you don't have to die the death that Jesus died. You you don't gotta experience that wrath of God by walking in blindness and walking in 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 an idle format of trying to dig it out and do it yourself. When Paul says you stand firmly on the gospel that you receive. That it is not the works of your hands that justify you. That it was by grace that you've been saved. So that you don't have to boast. You could just tell others about Jesus. You ain't got to try to sell somebody what worked for you. You can tell, tell them about who's working for all of us. That Jesus Christ, his death on the cross is efficient for all of those who choose to believe and respond. So yeah, I, I want you to get this, the, the truth for the greater perspective to help this generation is that it's by Christ and Christ alone. The grass may, may fade away, the flowers may wither, but the word of God stands forever. It's by Christ that you have been saved. That's it. Well, until next time, if you mad about it, pray about it. We, we, still, we still can rock together, but grace and peace. You're now tapping into a God for the People podcast. I'm your podcast pastor. Let the church say amen. Let's go.